Hey, welcome to the Therapy Thoughts Podcast. This is Tiffany Rowe. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor and psychology teacher. I own Mindful Counseling in Orem, Utah, and I'm on a mission to break down mental health stigma. Therapy Thoughts is a podcast all about helping you love yourself and make peace with your mind, body, and food. I'll share some education, tips, interviews, and tools from my clinical experience so you can improve your mental health. Stay tuned as we change the mental health game and talk all about therapy. What's up, my therapy thoughts people? This is episode 12. As you may have noticed, it's been a while. We've been gone for about a month and a half because I've had a ton of stuff going on with my counseling practice. I'll tell you what we've been doing before I jump in. So we just wrapped up the first ever dance party for mental health. We had a huge turnout, total success. It was so rad. Um, And at this big dance party, what we did was celebrate self-care. We talked about therapy. We had a massive rager, guys. It was the biggest dance party. Um, And we just totally let loose and talked about mental health for a little bit. I launched our first swag item. It is a t-shirt that says, therapy is cool. And here's the coolest part about this t-shirt. It's sold out. We sold about half of them at our party. And then uh, the day we launched it online, it sold out within four hours. So I'm just super stoked to say the message is spreading, that we're working piece by piece on the mental health stigma. And you're all the reason that that's happening. Uh, Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, for supporting me on Instagram, for buying our t-shirts. We'll be restocking those this week. And now you can also support the podcast with small donations. So it could be 10 cents, it could be 99 cents. Um, But the idea is to help me continue to put time aside for the podcast, to help me create content, um, to support Therapy Thoughts in general, you can contribute. And there is a link on the Therapy Thoughts homepage. Um, So if you're enjoying it and want to contribute, we super appreciate that. There's lots of other ways you can participate. Follow me on Instagram. It's at Mindful Counseling. And you can buy our swag when we restock. Just lots of cool things happening. Appreciate you guys so much. Now, let us move forward to the topic of the podcast today. I want to talk about not caring what other people think. And I've been really on one with this idea. Let me share some thoughts I've had, what I've learned on the couch in the therapy office, and just give you some stuff to marinate on. So... Why do we care what other people think about us? And how much does that belief influence you on a day-to-day basis? Here's my thoughts. Like any psychological belief, it's not an all-or-nothing principle, right? So if we look at this belief system, let's wrap it up by calling it, I need everyone's love and approval, Therefore, I am really afraid of what they'll think of me. I'm afraid of their judgments. Um, My worth is determined on people's validation or approval. Like this is kind of the whole concept I'm talking about. So let's look at that on a spectrum. You may feel really self-assured. Your self-worth may be really solid in certain areas of your life, right? 
And in other areas, it's going to feel very vulnerable, very prone to others' approval and validation. Um, And you may find that you are quite petrified or frozen or fearful of other people's perceptions or judgments or thoughts about you. Now, why does that happen? So here's a lot of my ideas. One, we are hardwired to care. Because we're not robots, we're emotional people. Attachment is key to our survival. So let's remove the shame from this discussion. This isn't a you're weak, you're bad for wanting people's approval discussion, okay? This is just an interesting concept to find power in and to hopefully help you figure out how to manage it if it's causing you distress. But we're all hardwired to want love, and to seek safety and to seek approval. So this goes down to attachment theory. Most people have secure attachment styles, about 60% of us, at least here in the United States. And what that means is our caretakers were, were responsive, they were warm, they were consistent. And through infancy, we developed dependability upon them. We recognized, hey, I can trust you. And if we break down, you know, psychological theory even further, if we put attachment theory aside, if we look at theories like Eric Erickson's psychosocial theory of development, we see that in that stage of life, in that infancy and toddler um, stage of zero to one, we're really trying to develop a sense of trust or mistrust for the world. And it's all dependent upon our caregiver's responsiveness to us. And so we have natural, innate, biological cues that elicit response from our caregivers. So we cry because that gets attention saying, hey, meet my needs because I can't meet my own needs. And if we have those cues responded to, if they feed us or they hold us or nurture us or change our diaper, it soothes us and we we develop a sense of trust for the world. So... That continues throughout life, and usually that, uh, that really sets the stage for so many other psychosocial developmental stages. Um, if we are able to trust our caregivers in that very early stage of life, it sets us up to then develop autonomy and a sense of industry and so on and so on. Um, whereas if it's not met... If our needs aren't met, we, we really develop mistrust for the world, for self, for others. And so I just, not to go too deep into theory, you know, but the idea that we are biologically hardwired to seek attachment, we are bio- biologically hardwired to develop a sense of trust, seek responsiveness from our caretakers. So caring what other people think is kind of crucial for our survival. Uh, we're hardwired for empathy. We have mirror neurons that fire and help us connect. Um, I see that now with my 16-month-old son. Uh, if I start making a sad face or looking um, really distraught, he'll immediately mirror that that facial cue and that emotion. Same with if I'm cracking up or laughing or smiling big, he'll mirror that. I mean, this is human nature. We care, we're responsive, we pick up on others' emotions. Um, so no shame game. I think that's all really interesting you know, stuff to kind of start this conversation of why do we care what people think. So with that said, if we do care and we're supposed to care and it's good to care and it helps us survive, what's the big deal? We, there should be no problem there. 
Well, here's where I see the breakdown. So many people in my experience as a therapist say that caring what others think no longer serves them, that it causes distress, it impairs their functioning, and it gets in the way of our own responsibility to self. It gets in the way of self-actualization. It gets in the way of self-care. I could go on and on, and I think you can think of ways it impacts you. One way that has really stuck with me um, recently is, is if we care too much about what other people think, it prevents us from living authentically. It prevents us from living in our truth. So I was listening to an audio book by Don Miguel Ruiz, and he, it's uh, The Four Agreements. You've probably heard it. If not, oh my gosh. Um, I had read it a long time ago when I was an intern, but I read it now just the other week, and it just struck me. And he talks about how we have to be impeccable with our word, um, that we have to try to do our best. And something he said really hit me. He was saying that death is such a good teacher when it comes to this very topic of letting what other people think, you know, control our lives and our decisions. And he said, we could die tomorrow. And if we have lived fearing what other people are going to think of us, are we going to regret that, right? Like if we were to die tomorrow, do we want to die having denied our true self, denying our authenticity, denying who we are to try and control what everyone else thinks? And I don't know, man, it just was a breakthrough for me. So there's a lot of layers to this. I don't know that any of us ever arrive at, I don't care what anyone thinks, screw that. I don't think that's the goal. But I think we do want to be able to mindfully attune to those triggers and moment by moment say, okay, how is this serving me? Is this belief of wanting everyone's love and approval working for me right now? Is it unrealistic? Is it preventing me from living in line with my needs and my values? Am I causing harm to myself? Is this exacerbating anxiety and depression? Am I living in fear? Because I'm not saying I want us all to live in a narcissistic state of mind, like screw what anyone thinks. I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm only going to do what I, what I care about. That's, I think that would be a really big overcompensation. And if you're the type who's prone to people pleasing, that's probably never going to happen for you. But I do think it's good to be aware of our beliefs and to admit them so that we can start to mindfully navigate them and choose our behaviors instead of the fear and self-defeating belief determining how we act. And this is such a big part of psychology is differentiation. Instead of just reacting the way we learned how to react as a child, or instead of just living in this survival mode that we picked up in our families of origin or in traumatic relationships along the way, it's like, hey, okay, you're at this point in your life and you get to decide what you believe and how you want to respond to your thoughts and feelings. And if caring too much about what other people thinks is impacting you, you can stop. You can stop a thought and decide what you want to do with it. You can sit with an emotion and decide what you want to do with it. And you can learn new ways of thinking and believing. Um, All the time I'm sitting with clients and it's like, dude, but how do I change a belief? Like, I believe this. And usually what kind of hits home is we consider, well, look, dude, people change 
political belief systems and religious belief systems all the time. And we can definitely do that with psychological beliefs, like a belief that's so hardwired for us, like I care what other people think. We have the power to, I mean, we don't necessarily unwire like that, that neural pathway is always going to be there, right? We have a conditioned belief system, but we can build a new way of thinking. We can build new skills and saying, hey, I'm not going to let this control me anymore. I have evidence and facts and education and skills that I can utilize in order to build a new way of thinking. So we don't have to be victims to a belief system that harms us. We can build a new way that says, hey, my approval of self, my pride in myself, my own self-validation, my own self-compassion, that's what matters. That's what's going to bring me home. I have found that, that seeking validation externally is this black hole. I visualize like this, you know, bucket, let's call it your self-esteem bucket or your self-worth bucket. Um, the two are different things, by the way. But there's like holes in the bottom. And anytime you get that external validation or that pat-pat or that approval or that compliment, it kind of like is soothing as it drips down into your bucket and kind of sits there for a second. But it inevitably goes through those holes because there is no foundation of self-worth if you're totally dependent on others' love and approval. So we want to build that foundation, those compliments and those those approvals and those like validations feel good, sure, but it's got to come from you. Otherwise, that belief that says, hey, I'm not good enough and I need everyone's love and approval to be okay is always going to fight against those compliments or those uh, validations that you get from others because it doesn't match up, right? It's never enough. It's never good enough because you got this inner critic or this shame-based way of believing that kind of challenges any of that good stuff other people tell you anyway. So it's got to come from you. And that's I think that's just continual mindfulness practice. That's continual self-compassion. That's continually saying, hey, I get to choose what I do with this thought. And I guess this is kind of the, the point of my podcast today. If you notice you're triggered and you're really afraid of what someone's going to think of you, or what are they going to think or say or feel about me? What if they judge me? I want you to pause, and here's the steps. I want you to admit it. Step one, I want you to admit you care. I did a poll on Instagram, and I was trying to find out, you know, why, why are we resistant to admitting we care? Because I have never met anyone who's like, yeah, I care what people think, and I'm proud of that. Uh, and what I found was we don't want to admit it because of pride, because of shame. It feels weak or embarrassing to admit we care what other people think. We think something's wrong with us if we admit that. Um, and some people said, well, I actually don't care. And what I found was we tend to kind of polarize this. I either care what people think or I don't care what people think. Um, so I think we have to be willing to admit that there's a spectrum of caring what people think, and we all fall on it for different reasons. Maybe we don't care what people think about the way we dress, but we surely care what they think about, you know, the kind of parent we are. Something like that. So first, step one, admit you freaking care. Because it puts down your defensive, it builds ego strength to say, yeah, I'm not perfect, I can care what people think. It's okay that I care what people think. So that's step one. <laughs> step two... Give yourself permission to not care. So I do care what you think of my shoes. 
Step two is I have a choice right here and right now by acknowledging that to opt out. I get to decide right here, right now as a 30-something or 20-something or 70-something-year-old person to say, why do I care? And I have the choice not to care. I get to stand in my truth. I get to be my own loving parent. I get to be my own best friend and my own advocate. And I'm allowed to act and move forward in my truth, even if you don't like it. And then you got to sit with the fear and the anxiety or the exhilaration that that gives you, right? Uh, Step three, which I kind of mentioned in step two, after you admit you care, give yourself permission to not care. Three would be, well, why do you care? And really go there, guys. Like, this is my favorite thing to do as a therapist is to probe. Well, why? So, so, so often I'd say 99% my clients say, well, I don't care what people think. And y'all know I work a lot with body image and relationships with food, uh, self-esteem. And when I say, well, why do you care about X, Y, or Z? People always say I don't. But when we dig down, they 100% of the time do care. When we just get through some of that probing, I find out people do care. We don't want to admit it. But when we do dig and we find out the why, the why is everything. Well, why do you care? And so let me save you a couple grand in therapy right now. You know why we care? Because we think we won't be lovable. If we admit that this person could abandon us, what if they leave us? What if they reject us? What if that judgment and what they think, that's not the problem. It's what's underneath. We think we won't be loved. We think we'll be left. And that's freaking scary. I can understand that. And so many of us associate love with approval. And if I, if you find me as, you know, if you don't approve of what I'm doing or you disapprove of me, then you probably won't love me. You might leave me. And I won't have anyone and I'll be alone. So often we go down this mindset, which is a child's mindset, but it's, it's where we all begin. And we have to differentiate as adults and to say, hey, I'm my own loving parent. I know how to treat me. And at the end of the day, is it worth it? If I die tomorrow and I live in that fear, what if you leave me? Is that okay with me? Or do I want to live in line with my truth and my values and my needs and say, well, if you leave me because I am who I am, maybe good riddance. And honestly, guys, I think that's the, that's the crossroad we have to really look at. If you live your truth, if your shoes really bother someone and they abandon you because of that, I mean, shoot, man, is that someone you don't want to have a relationship with? I don't know. Lots of stuff to think about. I, I will keep thinking on this one and share more thoughts as I have them, um, but I hope it gives you something to think about and empowers you to say, hey... It's okay that you care what people think. It's okay to admit that. That will empower you to look at this. You're allowed to give yourself permission in any given moment to not care and act in line with who you are. And three, really get to the bottom of why you care. And then nurture that why. Give yourself compassion. Be forgiving to yourself. Communicate. Set boundaries. Ask for what you need. Share your fears. Like That's where we do all the hard adult stuff. We got to feel and deal in order to heal, my friends. So stay tuned for more episodes. Uh, We're going to be amping up the podcast here in the next couple months. So I promise I'll be a bit more consistent. Thanks for sticking around. Let me know what you think of the podcast if you're loving it. 
subscribe, leave us some reviews, come hang out with me on Instagram where I'm doing lots of mini therapy thoughts every day. And uh, as always, my friends, may you be well. I appreciate you tuning in and supporting the Therapy Thoughts podcast. If you want to dive deeper into intuitive eating and body image and self-love, head over to tiffanyrow.com. It's the hub of all of my courses, the podcast, my merch, and information about doing counseling and coaching with me. I hope you guys stick around for more. We have lots of exciting interviews and thought leaders coming onto the podcast. So until next time, may you be well.